Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Sunday, November the 6th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, post-haste, which means with all possible speed. Post-haste. Hope everyone is enjoying their Sunday. I am off today. Wow, uh, that's rare. <laughs> I'm off today. I'm going to enjoy some uh, football. And also enjoying this football, I'm going to enjoy some uh, warm temperatures here in uh, North Carolina. Unseasonably warm. 80s. And they say there's a record of 83, and we quite possibly could come close to it today with temps expected to get uh, 81 to 82. Wow. Well. While we're enjoying this uh, unseasonably warm temperatures and the sun and getting out and about and and just enjoying family and friends, Uh, some folks may even throw something on the grill. Who knows? But uh, those in the, uh, man, those in in the uh, Southern Plains on Friday, they had some severe severe thunderstorms and uh, tornadoes. Now, two are dead after these severe storms and uh, tornadoes, thunderstorms, I should say, and tornadoes uh, from Texas to Oklahoma to Arkansas. Now, uh, it was in Texas, it was an EF3 tornado with 160 miles per hour winds. There were 19 preliminary tornado reports with 12 in Texas. Wow. Man, like I said, while we're enjoying the good weather those folks in Texas, they got hammered Friday night. So pray for them. Two or at least two are dead. I believe they're still looking and, and, and you know, trying to hopefully rescue people or sadly maybe recover some people. That, that That's just odd weather here in, in November. You know, in November, it's supposed to be uh, cool. Some places cold. Hell, some places have already gotten snow. Now, uh, with these warm temperatures, the, I believe the New York Marathon is happening uh, this weekend, or today, I should say, and temperatures there in New York are supposed to be up in the 80s also. So they're saying they're going to have to keep an eye on those runners. Man, just unbelievable. Uh, of course, you know, those are saying global warming. Uh, this has happened before. Uh, hey, I can remember it when I was a kid. Global warming, maybe. Global warming, maybe not. Maybe this is just... The, how it, it, you know, hey, sometimes this happens. This is the seasons. This is, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. Oh, boy, here comes that neighbor with that leaf floor. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. It's Sunday. Hey, if you got yard work to do, do it. I probably should be out doing some yard work also. But I'm going to take a little break. I, I just am. So if you hear something uh, roaring, it's my neighbor and his leaf floor. <laughs> All right. And some NBA news. Man, the Los Angeles Lakers couldn't get a win streak Friday night. They lost. They lost to the Utah Jazz 130 to 16. Man. Uh Lakers are now two and six. But they're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers today. And Cleveland's seven and one. Didn't know that. Cleveland's uh, I guess doing their thing. They're seven and one. <laughs> and the Lakers are two and six. Wow. Wow. There went that uh hope of a win streak Friday night. Maybe they could pick back up today and get some things moving and, and grooving and, and rolling. Man, come on, L.A., get it together. 
this is not the LA Lakers that I know. Just isn't. Just isn't. All right, and uh, an update of sorts, or a continuation of sorts, I should say. Uh, looks like the Brooklyn Nets have came out, and they've given Kyrie Irving six terms that he needs to complete before returning to the squad after his five-game five game suspension for being labeled anti-Semitic after he sent out a tweet about a movie and a, and a book. Wow. Now, here are the terms. Uh, he must apologize. He must condemn the movie. Okay. Uh, number two, he must pay five thousand uh, dollars donation to the anti to anti hate causes. Number three, he must have sensitivity training. Number four, he must attend anti Semitic training. Number five, he must he must meet with the ADL Anti Defamation League and Jewish leaders. And number five, he must meet with Joe Sai, who to demonstrate an understanding of uh, what happened and why it was wrong. Uh, Joe Sai, by the way, if you're saying to yourself, he's the owner of the Brooklyn Nets. All right, so those are the six terms he must complete before returning to the squad. Wow, just wow. Uh, the apology I get, because you certainly won't don't want to offend someone. Um. I don't know if he knew he was offending anyone. He could have been. Uh, it, it may be. Seems like he just saw something and read something, and he began asking questions and and trying to formulate an opinion. And he put it out there for others to see, so they could quite possibly do the same. So that brings me to my question: How can he condemn this movie if it, he thought it was when he sent the tweet out? Is it, it obviously sparked his interest? But now because people are saying that it was anti-Semitic and he's anti-Semitic and he offended so many, the, the Jewish community, he must condemn the movie. How can you condemn something that you watched and you quite possibly enjoyed and it sparked an interest in you? Is that condemnation going to be wholeheartedly? I think not. I think when you force people to condemn something that they really don't want to condemn, that what is that, a little passive apology to make you feel better? I've always said this, and this this is just what I, I roll with in my personal life. Uh, don't apologize for something you already said or, or you felt it, so you said it. Whether you were in the moment or, or whatever or what have you, you said it, homie. So don't turn around and apologize and try to condemn it. I mean, you said it. It was, it was in your heart. It was in your mind. So, hey, uh, that apology and condemnation, you could keep that one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it because I know it's being forced. This is a forced apology. In order for him to return to work, he has to apologize and condemn something that, like I said, it sparked his interest. Maybe it was something he never heard of before. Did anyone think of that? It sparked his interest. Um, I don't know about this little term now. They're talking about being woke. Uh, you could keep that. You, you could keep that woke culture nonsense. I honestly believe wholeheartedly he read he read that book or saw that movie or maybe he did both. And like I said, it sparked his interest. It made him aware of something that 
Yeah, many may say that 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 was a terrible moment in history and time because, uh, you know, like I said before in the previous podcast, one of the articles I read, it said that the the Jews or Jewish people at one point in time owned slave ships. Well, uh, just like I said before, there was a lot of people that had that had their hands in that slave trade. It is what it is. It was what it was. That was that moment in time in history. Slavery was a business uh, as immoral and inhumane and downright disgusting and disgraceful as it was. It was looked upon as a business. So I haven't read that book. I haven't seen that movie. So I can't say neither yay or nay. I haven't. I won't say this is the first time I've heard of this. I may have heard of this in the past at some at some point in time. But there were a lot of people, a lot of countries, a lot of uh, a lot of people that owned slave ships or owned slaves that actively participated in the slave trade. So for you to say that he's got to condemn that movie for quite possibly something he just picked up on and wanted to share. I don't think he was trying to condemn the Jewish people. I don't think he was trying to be anti-Semitic. I honestly believe wholeheartedly he saw something that sparked his interest and he went with it. So now it looks like in addition to uh, offending people, you you can't share with people something that sparks your interest. I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm not trying to play it off. I just think it was just something that he, he he saw or read and or read and it sparked his interest and he wanted to share it. Maybe it was something uh, just like me. Like I said, I, I want to say I heard it. I don't think I've heard it before. Maybe I haven't heard it. Maybe it was something he's never heard and it sparked his interest and he wanted to share. Is this where we are in this country that you can't share things? Can't share anything? Now, um, hey, uh, this CRT, critical race theory, You know, I've I've spoken on that also. And this kind of sort of, in my opinion, plays right into that CRT. If it is true, I can't say wholeheartedly. I don't know. But if it's true that Jews own slave ships, so what? A lot of people did. And with this CRT, critical race theory, if you're going to teach it, like I've said before, if you're going to teach it, tell the whole damn story. Don't have, you know what? Because then again, because at that point, you're just continuing the, the lies and I don't want to hear it. And I sure as hell don't want to talk to my children. I can do that myself. I can teach them myself. I can talk to them myself. If, if, if you're not going to tell the whole tale, this may be one of those things in that critical race theory, along with a few other events and moments in history. That a lot of folks don't want to come out. But if, if you're sincere and you're for real about teaching CRT and getting the truth out, then you need to tell the whole damn story. Don't have you know what at it. Yeah, I don't believe this guy was is anti-Semitic. I don't believe he has any hate in him. And if you're saying that that it, it was ignorance, I can't give you that either, because it's obvious he, like I said, he saw something that sparked his interest, so he he wanted to share it, and that he did. Uh, many of his counterparts in the NBA, uh, a few commentators, um, some players too, they've gone as far as to call him an idiot. Wow if you're calling him anti-Semitic and then you turn around and call him an idiot, you're doing the same thing you're accusing him of, uh, pushing and pushing forward hatred. You're all in the same boat. Just all, just all, just all. 
All right, let's move along here also. Man, the Bears uh, took some NFL news. My Chicago Bears are playing the Miami Dolphins today. Um, Tua versus Justin Fields. Well, uh, two pretty good quarterbacks. And I got to say, Justin Fields, despite being on the losing end most of the time, (laughs) uh, his stats look pretty good. He's learning the game. Uh, in some instances, it looks like he's calming down. He's not rushing things like he was uh, when he first started last year and at the beginning of this year. So I think he's learning the game. Hey, maybe he'll uh, at some point in time in, in the near future or a year or so from now, maybe he could put things together. Just maybe, just maybe. So I'll be watching that today also. All right, let's move along here to some college football yesterday. Number 17, UNC defeated the Virginia Cavaliers, 31 to 28. Wow. All right. UNC starting back, uh, starting to win. Uh, didn't look too good at the beginning of the season. Just didn't. Just didn't. Looks like they got in the, getting things together. Offense and defense. Just is. This is. Um, number three, Georgia. Defeated number one, Tennessee. Why? What in the world? 27 to 13. That was a shocker. It just was. That was a shocker to me. Uh, didn't see that coming. I had my money on Tennessee, but those Georgia Bulldog fans are telling me, uh, you're a fool. We're the best in college football. Okay. All right. Y'all showed it yesterday. Y'all just did. And, uh, another shocker of sorts, uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame defeated Clemson 35 to 14. Number four ranked Clemson got defeated by Notre Dame 35 to 14. Wow. That was a shocker. Uh, number 22, North Carolina State defeated number 21, Wake Forest, 30 to 21. And here in Durham, locally at the uh, at North Carolina Central University, historically black college, they defeated Howard 50 to 21. It was Central's homecoming, by the way. Just was. So that was a good win for them. Central's looking pretty good this year. That, that football and basketball pro- program has turned completely around, and they're getting some national recognition. A lot of people are looking at them, as well they should, because, you know, at one point in time, whether it be football or basketball for North Carolina Central University, you would consider it an easy win. Whether you played them on their home, tur- on their home turf or whether, you, uh, whether they went to your home, it was an easy win. That's football and basketball. So it's good to see those guys winning. Those coaches have really turned both of those programs completely around, getting them some national recognition. So I guess it's uh, fly Eagles fly, <laughs> like the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> they are North Carolina Central University Eagles. So I guess they use the fly Eagles fly also. All right. All right. All right. Uh, continuing on here. As we all know, midterms are coming up. The election is Tuesday. So a lot of high ranking Democrats and Republicans have taken to the campaign trail to show their support for those candidates that are running for the House, the Senate, even some gubernatorial races throughout this country. Uh, former President Biden. I'm sorry. Former President Trump. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Let me let me get it together here. Former President Trump showed up in Pennsylvania. Uh, Former President Obama and President Biden, President Biden showed up in Pennsylvania also to to show their support for Fetterman, who's running against Dr. Oz. And 
Trump was at a campaign rally for Dr. Oz and another gubernatorial candidate is not looking too good for that governor's race for him. He's trailed most of the time behind the behind the Democrat. So they might just lose that gubernatorial race. But uh, Dr. Oz and Fetterman, they're locked. They are now uh, former President Obama and President Biden. They took to the stage and uh, I guess this is their go to. I guess I guess this is their stance because they're still horning in and harping in on the fact that democracy is under attack as opposed to high inflation, as opposed to a looming recession, as opposed to high gas prices, as opposed to high food, as opposed to the possibility or flat out mortgage rates are going up, rent has gone up. Just the dealings of people in everyday to day life, we're paying more, we're finding it harder and harder to put things together. And the Democratic Party seems to be on the mindset that it is um, more concerned with democracy being under attack, of course, you know that comes on the this comes on the heels of that attack on the Speaker of the House husband's husband in their home. Like I said before, I get that, got that, understand that, but I don't think democracy being under attack is a high priority as it relates to not just the average American citizen, but just about every American citizen and how they're struggling to maintain and provide for themselves and their family with this inflation and this aluminum recession. I, I I could be wrong. And I understand the mindset that they're 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 under or they're saying that hey democracy is under attack and 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 there are some in the Democratic Party that are, are siding with them, but it looks like according to some numbers, there's a lot in that Democratic Party, a lot of those in that Democratic Party that are saying, uh uh-uh, no way, no how. That's not a top priority. We need to do something about the economy because I believe one poll I I saw, it was like uh, 38% of Democrats that weren't too much in favor of President Biden and how he's handling the economy. You know, I told you his approval rating is at 38 or 40%, and that's 40% on a good day. And and coincidentally, they went back... (laughs) They went back to President Trump, and when he was uh, having his woes and troubles with his approval ratings, and it looks like uh, President Biden and President Trump, they're deadlocked as far as the American public and their belief that they can handle the problems that we have going on in this country with the economy. So you and Trump can stand side by side on that. (laughs) Ah, I know that'll never happen. I know that will never happen. But yeah, that, uh, hey, the numbers are telling the tale. And Tuesday's going to decide a lot of what's going on in this country. Now, there was one report that's coming out that says, hey, Democrats may be gaining some ground, but that was quickly overshadowed and shut down because they're saying these numbers, these races, uh, the preliminary numbers are saying these, these races are separated by three or four points. And it's looking good for the Republicans. The red wave is going to sweep the nation. Wow. Just wow. Hey, Democrats, they didn't do what they said they were going to do. They just did. And the American public, Democrat and Republican, poor and old, white and black, 
they're looking like, why, what in the world kind of foolishness do you guys have going on? That's a huge no for me. Uh, I don't mean to put it out there, but if President Biden doesn't find, he has two more years left on his term. If he doesn't find a way to turn it around and get things together and, and regain the American public's confidence, he's on his way out of there. <laughs> he just is. He just is. All right. Let's go get it. And a bit of a, a bizarre and sickening story comes out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Happened Tuesday night about 9 p.m. Uh, a young teenage girl, 16-year-old girl, got, got off work, and she decided to, uh, I guess she did it on a continuous, continuous basis, she called a lift home. Now, she got into the lift. Now, she said when she first got in, she noticed it smelled like cigarettes. So she got into the lift, and the driver, uh, some short time thereafter, he began making lewd comments and obscene gestures to her. Uncomfortable questions and lewd comments, I should say. And also some short time after that, he began spraying. So she thought it was air freshener. And by the fourth spray, this 16-year-old girl who was getting off work at 9 o'clock, she felt uneasy. She said something inside of her, her basic human instinct instincts told her to get out and get out now. So she jumped out of a moving car, 16-year-old, jumped out of a moving car because she said the driver was making lewd comments and asking uncomfortable questions and spraying something that she said after that fourth spray, she started feeling sleepy. And that's when her instincts kicked in and told her to get out. Now, she said she began pulling on the car door or or, or pulling on the car door, but it was locked. So she began crying and screaming. And eventually the the door was she was able to get out. I guess he unlocked the doors. Now, this is where this is what I mean when I say bizarre. The driver stayed on the scene, called the police, cooperated with the police. Now, the 16-year-old says she she doesn't remember anything after she jumped out of the car. She just says she woke up in the hospital, and that's all she remembers. And she remembers, and now she has injuries to her face, arms, back, and legs. Mm, 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 mm. Now, the news station is also, news reporters are also reporting there was a similar incident that occurred some time ago with another woman with this same driver. Now, since that incident, the driver has been removed from the Lyft platform, uh, according to Lyft. And Lyft says they are fully cooperating and look forward to assisting the police and law enforcement in any way they can with the investigation. And they've also reached out to the young lady's family and her to ask if they could be of any assistance. Uh I'm wondering to myself, because I can remember a story about a year or so ago uh, in Raleigh also, there was another incident with a Lyft driver, or it may have been an Uber, well, I think it was a Lyft driver, and a young lady said she, I'm wondering if this is the same young, uh, the same woman, or more importantly, if this is the same driver. I mean, why what in the world? Um, Raleigh Police Department is, of course, you know, investigating I hope they find out what he was spraying inside that car. 
because I honestly don't believe that young lady is lying. Uh, her description of the events are very specific. I don't think you can make that up. And for that 16-year-old child who had just gotten off work, for her to jump out of a moving vehicle at 9 o'clock at night? I don't think she's lying. I think this guy did what she said. And if it's the same guy from what they're saying, this woman is coming up with a similar story, this ain't his first rodeo. Now, uh, in one report, she said when they, they got in depth with her, they were asking uh, you know, about the questions and uncomfortable uh, questions and lewd comments he was making. She said he asked her if she had a boyfriend. You're a grown-ass man. Why are you asking a 16-year-old if they have a boyfriend? And you're just supposed to be providing a service. You're just supposed to be getting her from point A to point B. And she said, she went on to say, uh, you know, of course, he asked her if he asked her if she had a boyfriend. He went on to say that uh, she was very beautiful. And if, if he was dating her, what he would do to her. Wow. Yeah, you're sick. Uh, this young lady, I don't think she's lying. I don't. Uh, aside from the story she tells that sounds so convincing. The fact that she jumped out of a moving vehicle at nine o'clock at night on a, a, a road way. She was miles away from her home, so she may have known where she was at. But for her to jump out of that damn car after she said, like she said, after that fourth spray, she began to feel sleepy. And her instincts kicked in and told her to get out and get out now. And that's what she did. Now she goes on to say she, does, uh, she doesn't wish this, wish this on anyone. And that, you know, for other women to be more aware of their surroundings, pretty smart and aware young lady at 16 years, years of age to know, hey, she was in an unsafe, uncomfortable situation. Uh, red flags or triggers, whatever you want to call it. She saw it, she spotted it, and she got out of there. I don't know what's going on with us in this country. Um, it, 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 it seems like to me, that uh, everyone has lost their ever-loving minds. Uh, like I said, uh, I don't think this was this guy's first time doing this. I just don't. Now, we hear these tales all the time of uh, those, you know, the Lyft and Uber drivers and how they're attacked by the customers. And we also hear uh, there's been quite a few stories also of the Lyft drivers and Uber drivers that have... Uh, put a lot of people in uncomfortable situations similar to this. We've heard stories of that. Um, so it's a two-edged sword. I think uh, us as human beings in this world, we've, we've, we've just lost our, our minds. We've lost our marbles. And for this guy to do that to this young lady, to, to obviously something that happened or occurred in there, uh, find out, like I said, if Raleigh Police... The, Department is investigating, find out what the hell he was spraying inside that car. Because that young lady said after the fourth spray, she became sleepy. I know I said, she said that when she got in, she noticed it was a, a smell of cigarettes in the car. So I guess, I gather when he began spraying, she probably thought it was air freshener. But there was no damn air freshener if you became sleepy. And he started, he was asking you all of those questions. She goes on to say also, she don't think she would have made it back home that night if she didn't jump out of that vehicle. That's the second part for me. 
that lets me know that she, she not only was she aware of her surroundings, but something was off inside of that car. Jumped out of a moving vehicle at nine o'clock at night, and in your mind, in your essence and heart and soul, you're saying you don't think you would have been a you would have made it home. Quite possibly could have been killed. Maybe it is over exaggeration. I don't think it's an over exaggeration. I think this young lady is spot on in what she did. This guy is just sick. He needs to be handled accordingly. RPD, Wake County District District Attorney's Office. Do your jobs. Do your jobs. Well, I'm going to go to get out of here. I'm going to skedaddle. Enjoy me some football on my day off. And that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice, so offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress, and now on YouTube, I will be uploading a video. My name is Stephen Carnegie. Thank you for listening. Wherever and also wherever you listen, listen or subscribe, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. Thank you for listening. This is just a thought. Amen.